Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Welcome to High Resolution. I'm Seamus Byrne. Look, you'll be hard-pressed to find someone on the planet today who doesn't know about Minecraft. It's one of those games that has evolved to become much more than just a game, but also a tool for creativity and for education. And today I'm speaking with James Delaney, Managing Director of Blockworks, one of the absolute world-leading design groups for creating amazing environments and architectural designs using Minecraft. Blockworks recently worked with NRMA here in Australia to create a map called Climate Warriors, which is available for download through Minecraft Marketplace for free. It was designed to teach kids aged 7 to 12 about sustainability and the impacts of natural disasters on Australian rural and regional areas. I speak with James about his own journey with Minecraft, how Blockworks has developed its expertise, and the importance of working on projects like Climate Warriors and how it elevates Minecraft as a medium. Blockworks is a true world leader in this space, so it's a pleasure to talk to James about his company and its place in the evolution of Minecraft and using these kinds of platforms for engaging styles of education like this. So I start by asking James to remember that very first time he opened up Minecraft. Yeah, a long time ago, probably coming on 10 years now. <laughs> yeah, a friend showed it to me, and at first I thought it was... a bit of a funny game you know the graphics weren't great it wasn't quite sure what was going on but as a kid who absolutely loves lego i very quickly found myself spending hours making myself the best you know hole in the ground that i could you know my <laughs> first little base um i think very quickly i sort of graduated from the survival mode of the game which wasn't that interesting to me to kind of the creative mode which is where you have unlimited building materials and it's really just this amazing platform for kind of creating whatever you can imagine really in those first moments, is there any clue back then that you're like, this game is going to define uh, a very long, large part of the future of my life? <laughs> yeah, not at all. I mean, I was very unsuspecting in that regard. And um, even for the first couple of years of, of playing, it was just as, sort of a, as a hobby. Um, and at that time, I was kind of thinking about the future, what to do at uni and architecture kind of made sense to me. That was interesting. Yep. And then those kind of interests just, just grew together and actually ended up doing my you know, degree project really based on Minecraft and my postgrad degree as well. So it's, um, yeah, played a big part of my life. <laughs> awesome. So if let's say you're at a barbecue and you're talking to someone who 
only has a passing understanding of what Minecraft mm. is. How do you explain what Blockworks is to someone like that? Yeah, I mean, to start with, with Minecraft, uh, I guess it's a form of digital Lego, really. It's a really simple game where you can place blocks or, or destroy them. And there's this infinite world generated from these large chunks. So us at Blockworks, what we do is we use Minecraft to create educational or engaging experiences inside the game. So we're really building games inside a game. Minecraft for us is, is just a platform to kind of deliver these these cool experiences. And so then how did you start to piece together, I guess, a team? You know, you said you got, it, got into the creative mode type stuff. Was there a moment there where you started to just engage with people, whether it was with online communities or things, and you started to realize, oh, actually, if we work together, we can start to do a lot more than just mess around with this? Absolutely, yeah. Minecraft has these amazing online communities of people who, who've never met but have a shared passion for what they do. And interestingly, um, before Microsoft acquired Minecraft, the original creators of the game, Mojang, didn't spend a single dollar on marketing. It was the first, you know, I think four or five years of the game's existence was purely word of mouth and online communities kind of sharing their work. Um, and then the next stage up from that is people actually getting together in the same uh, Minecraft server being able to work on the same project at the same time. I was lucky enough to sort of find several other people online who had sort of a shared passion. We thought, wow, we can build bigger and better if there's more of us. And it, it sort of developed from there. And then thinking about, I guess, the creation of Blockworks rather than just James and some friends hanging out and making stuff online. Where's that moment where you go, okay, we're making cool stuff to, hey, wait a minute, we can create art and then ultimately even we can start building this kind of collective organization and and really structure ourselves into what you've become yeah i think it was our first commissions really where it's that change between doing what we do because we love it and, and getting paid to do it was um came about because of minecraft youtubers so maybe three or four years into the game people starting to have serious careers about just creating video content about minecraft and posting it you know getting millions of views and some creators approached us. They thought, well, if we have some cool stuff to play in Minecraft, some cool maps to explore, that would be good for our viewers. And we were well-placed to provide that for them. Um, developing from that, there are then Minecraft servers, which develop their own little micro-economies where you can pay to you know, advance yourself in the game. Those servers need maps for, for those games to live on. So we then became the map-making, map-design group. And then the next level up from that was actually when Microsoft reached out to us. This was when they acquired Minecraft in about 2015. And they said, can you do some marketing projects for the game, for Minecraft? So, yeah, why not? Um, and from there, we've been lucky enough to work, you know, with a whole range of um, companies and educational institutions and yeah, all sorts of people, really. So then, like, at a technical level, how does it go from building a block at a time to, mm. you know, doing the kinds of things that you're able to do? I know there's clever tools and things out there, but it's, you know, yeah. what is it that helps you be able to, you know, actually design something rather than just guess what you're going to build, build along the way? Yeah, I think a lot of it's experience and sort of having a, a team that really understands each other. Because although we're in the same virtual space, our team members are all over the world. We're not in the same office. Yeah. Um, so having to coordinate essentially a 3D environment from remote locations is, is quite difficult. But we'll normally have a project manager who has kind of the you know project leader who has the, the blueprint in their head. And... Uh, 
as a team, we have enough experience of working with each other to understand what people's strengths are. Um, yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting way of working, but it's, uh, it's worked well for us. Thinking about that, all these years on, is there still that moment when you're working, I guess, in that global kind of way where you get up in the morning, some things have happened overnight, you kind of log back in, you see something cool, and do you still get that moment where you go, cool, someone's like done the next big bit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we're, we're all in different time zones as well. So it's people working at funny hours. It's quite almost improvisational. You know, you really rely on different builders to lend their own expertise and knowledge. And sometimes that happens sort of in nice and unexpected ways, yeah, well, particularly on the more creative projects where we don't have a very strict brief. It's a, it's a really kind of spontaneous and fun way of so let's talk a bit about this Climate Warriors project that's happened here in mm. Australia with NRMA's support, I think. We've heard lots of stories over the years about how Minecraft has become this sort of really useful educational tool as well as mm. a fun place to explore. You know, for you, what do you feel like is the importance of projects like this um, in you know, engaging with interesting topics within you know, the tool that is Minecraft? Yeah, I mean, Minecraft just has such a, a huge audience now. Every kid, if they don't play Minecraft, they, they know about it. Yeah. So it's a really great way to sneak important topics or, or learning into <laughs> yeah. curriculum or schools or whatever it is. Um, and I think the platform itself is just so versatile and adaptable. It's um, relatively easy for us to, to create that content um, versus if we, I don't know, if we had to create a video game from scratch about climate change. Firstly, it would take a lot longer. It would cost a lot more. And also, it wouldn't be as fun because um, whatever we do in Minecraft, it still has that magic that makes Minecraft really fun. So we've got an easy job in the sense that the game that we're building on is already hugely successful and at a really good base. Um, so with Climate Warriors, was that one of the types of jobs where someone came to you with a pretty clear brief or was it one where they said, we want to reflect on the bushfires or something like that? Mm. And what extra ideas do you then bring to the table? Yeah, it was a bit of both. We, we helped a lot with kind of the game game design and concept and what was possible. But at the same time, a lot of expertise from NRMA and Thinkabell to do with, you know, the issue of bushfires. I'm not from Australia. Yeah. It's something I see on the news. It looks absolutely horrendous, but I, I have very little experience of, of the realities of it. Yeah. So working with someone like NRMA who, you know, have a huge amount of data and, and information on the topic was, was really interesting. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You know, how do you then, I guess, try to, you know, look at how do you, we're going to do a thing about 
bushfires and climate change mm-hmm. and create a way for people to try to build better understanding you know, how do you then work the magic of going, well, we have to make sure that someone actually you know, wants to explore this thing and finds it interesting as well as, yeah. as you say, accidentally being educated along the way? <laughs> I think the key thing is not to – a lot of people talk about Minecraft and education as kind of uh, gamification, yeah, which is the idea of applying gaming principles to an educational process what we do isn't really that, but it's more the other way around. We apply educational principles to a game. So the key thing is keeping what makes Minecraft fun, which is a bit of exploration. It's a bit of creativity. It's a bit of building. Um, Not disturbing that recipe too much and just kind of threading in bits of information and and knowledge that kind of serve the the topic of bushfires. Yeah. Um, And so I guess can you, you know, explain uh, a little bit about when someone, you know, downloads this and and, and jumps in and, you know, has a bit of a go, what kinds of things are they actually going to, you know, find and explore and and hopefully take away from it? Yeah. So a game probably takes 30 to 45 minutes to, to complete. It's kind of an adventure mode. So you go from, you know, stage to stage but you we, we recreated um sort of an imaginary australian rural co- coastal town we used a lot of references to kind of hopefully make it quite accurate and you start off at a mission control which is kind of like a climate surveillance center just on the outskirts of town you learn a little bit there about the context of climate change and you know the increasing threat of bushfires and then you get this warning that uh, a bushfire is heading to town so you hop in your helicopter, your NRMA helicopter, you fly into town, uh, you're then at the fire station, you get to go into a fire truck. And all of these things we've added, you know, you don't get fire trucks and helicopters in Minecraft, but we've, we've been able to add them. Um, along the way, also, we've got lots of nice Australian fauna and fauna, koalas, kangaroos. Um, and you really go around this town. I mean, firstly, it's about preparing for bushfire, then it's about surviving bushfire, and then it's about recovery. So there are little different activities in there which correspond to each of those. And the whole thing is essentially time. So you get a score at the end. And depending on how effectively and efficiently you've completed the, the map, you know, you could go back and try and do it again with a, with a higher score. No one ever likes to try to speed run something after they've uh, you know, played it once, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> From you know, this whole thing, did you learn a few things along the way as well? Or, you yeah. know, Yeah. <laughs> Learn, learn, learn a huge amount. As I said about bushfires, it's living in the UK. I think, not that I can remember, we've never had anything like that. So we see it on the news, but particularly understanding the what you have to do to prepare and um, all the kind of things you need to think about to ensure the safety of you and your community. Yeah, a lot of things there that, that I'll, I'll take away with me. Um, and hopefully for Australian kids, it's a bit of reinforcement. Maybe some of the stuff they will hopefully know already. Um, but what's great about this is, you know, it's designed for Australian curriculums, but anyone around the world can can play this. I think we've already had close to half a million downloads internationally. So awesome. there's going to be lots of other kids elsewhere learning about this. And, you know, climate change is, a, is an issue that affects us all. So. Yeah, that's great. So, just to wrap up, I'm curious, do you still play Minecraft for fun these days or do you get your kicks elsewhere when you're not at work? <laughs> yeah, I'd be lying if I said I did, to be honest. It's, uh, when it's your nine to five, it's uh, not necessarily the thing you're going to do in your off time. I mean, it's still it's still enjoyable. It still surprises me, uh, particularly working on projects like this where it's a bit of a first. I've never seen any any kind of 
project deal with the topic like this before. So it still kind of satisfies me in that way. There are members of our team who still play Minecraft for fun, uh, you know, really hardcore Minecraft fans. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I remember once upon a time, a big part of what I did was reviewing games on, on a regular mm. basis. And so you'd always have that thing like, ah. Oh, you know, it must be amazing to get to spend all your time mm. playing games. And it's like there's a difference between playing and working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, well, you kind of just touched on it there, but, you know, I'm curious then where the pleasure does lie for you in Minecraft now. You know, is it, I guess, by using it as a medium rather than as a game, mm. you know, is there an element there of, as you say, you studied architecture, you know, is there, is that really where the, the, the pleasure lies in, in the creative process? I think so. I think for us, and we have a lot of architecture students on the team as well, it's really oh, seeing cool. Minecraft as this exciting virtual medium for creating stuff. I think the potential Minecraft has as well in education and tackling these topics is really huge and you know, still lots of exploration we can do there. Although it's, what, 11 years old now, it's it's still on the up and it's still got a lot to, to um, a long way to go. So. Yeah. So, for any budding builders out there, you know, do you have any hot tips for, for people who are kind of going, okay, cre- creative, I can do anything? Because um, yeah. there's that old issue, right? Of If you can do anything, then you're often more hamstrung than if you, <laughs> if you can only do yeah. three things. <laughs> the best builders that, that I've seen start with things that you're familiar with. It might just be outside the street. It might be going to the city, you see a museum. But anything that you can build in Minecraft is going to have to come from somewhere. So whether that's inspiration in your, your town or city, books, films, things like that, that's already fuel for the imagination. Um, and it's also great to look online and see what other people are building. That's the beauty of a virtual community is you can gather inspirations from, from all corners of the world and uh, really put that into creating something unique. I've got the Blockworks homepage open on a second screen here and I, it seems like there's an element of scale there as well, right? That, you know, once those blocks start becoming pixels at a much larger yeah. scale, suddenly the resolution <laughs> gets a lot more interesting. Yeah, exactly. The bigger you build, the the, the more detailed essentially it is, the better it looks. Um, but scale isn't everything. I mean, we've done some nice little small builds as well. It um, depends on how much time you've got at the end of the day. Sure. <laughs> um, awesome. So, look, lastly, you know, what excites you about the future of Minecraft, I guess, as a game and a platform? Yeah, I think starting to see Minecraft being adopted a lot more in schools. I think this year with COVID, it's actually been really interesting to see Minecraft become this alternative public space almost. A lot mm. of uh, universities and schools have recreated their campuses in Minecraft. Some of them have hosted graduation ceremonies. <laughs> cool. Um, and seeing Minecraft really almost as an alternative to like the traditional, you know, Facebook or Zoom or whatever it is, Minecraft can do all that, but it's in a three-dimensional world which you can you can play with. I mean, that's about it for me. I'm curious. Is there anything else that you know about this project or about what Blockworks does uh, that excites you that I haven't touched on that you think is always enjoyable to share with people? I don't know. I just say, yeah, go and go and play the map, check it out, and hopefully you'll 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 learn something new. Um, and yeah, if you're interested in sort of getting into Minecraft creating yourself, just give it a go. You know, there's nothing stopping you back. We've got people on our team from all over. We've got sort of a trainee policeman. We've got physics PhDs. We've got people who work as chefs. It's a real. There's no type of Minecraft builds, whether you're arty or creative or what. There's something in Minecraft for everyone. So, um, 
just give it a go. Awesome. And look, I totally encourage people to go and find, I've seen the Blockworks book out there as well. And I think that was one that when I saw the Climate Warriors pitch come across, I, you know, I was like, I know that name. And then suddenly realized I'd remembered, you know, seeing um, my kids, seeing some of your builds in some of the other Minecraft books out there and that you do have your own book out there. So, Yes, I definitely encourage people to go and look you up because just looking at your homepage, I'm like, I'm inspired. I need to go and try to make something. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Awesome. James, thank you so much for your time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.